TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. Rico from opening night. Just what's the biggest thing that needs to happen over the next week here for you guys to be ready for that individual area? Stay healthy and execute. Late night, WEEI, it's KJ, second hour. Thank you so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937, text line 37937. That's Celtics interim coach Joe Mazzula saying, look, stay healthy and run the plays that we ran. That's what the Celtics need to do as they get ready for what's going to be one of the more interesting seasons um, that we've seen in recent time considering what the team did last year. We'll get more from Coach Missoula here shortly. Um, let's get some more comments from the text line that have come in here over the last couple of minutes here at WEEI. Justin, go ahead. This one from the 617 re- relating back to the last rejoin. Great lead in, saw Paul at Fenway in June, and he yeah. actually heard that song. Wow, he did it. Like how, But the other thing I would say is, like, how do you do that song and not have Ringo? Um, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the, the Get Back sessions that are on Apple, which for those who are kind of like musically inclined, like I am deeply, you're about to get knowledge. And and even the Beatles are older than I am, is that the very last album is not the uh, Let It Be album. That's That was for the movie, the real last album is Abbey Road. And so you see some of the Abbey Road sessions going on in there. And one of them is when Ringo starts doing In The End and he starts going off on the drums. You're like, no way. So... I can I can feel your joy and your goosebumps when you heard that at Fenway. You know, you can see Paul McCartney at this point, man. Like, you know, give the people their flowers while they're here because pretty soon people are like, what's a beetle? Isn't that something that crawls under a door? You're like, oh, my gosh, the education in this country. All right, any more texts? Yeah, this one from the 774. Arizona wins that game against Seattle because Seattle doesn't have a defense. Yeah, but sometimes Kyler Murray gets in his own way. I There's just, you know, some players are just mentally – Block have mental blockage, and I just wonder what does Arizona do great that says they're definitely because people thought like, hey, Seattle shouldn't win this game, right? I mean, great. What was the game they put up forty something points against Detroit? And you Detroit, say, well, it's yeah, Detroit, yeah, shootout, yeah, but it's still forty something points. And you might say, hey, they may have a shootout against you know against uh, against Arizona there in Seattle, and plus you cannot ignore. Just how loud that stadium is in Seattle. Have you ever been there, Justin? I haven't, but it's well, on my bucket list. That and oh. Lambo are probably on the top of it. I've also wanted to try Denver and uh, probably New Orleans, too, like you talked about earlier. I think those yeah. are the top stadiums that I definitely want to try. Yeah, I've been to Seattle, um, and that thing is absolutely loud. Absolutely loud. If you ever if you ever if you've never been to Seattle, 
it is definitely worth the trip to get over to the football field. And then, like, right next to it is, I'm still calling it Safeco, right? That's how long ago it was. It's now T-Mobile Field. So, yeah, it's just going to be absolutely loud. And I just wonder how that affects Kyler Murray. I just don't think he's really cut out for some situations like that. Granted, it's in the division, but, you know, they're just as bad as Seattle and, and, and Arizona are just, hey, they're both two and three, right? So they're both just as bad. So it'll be very interesting. All right, the Celtics, the season, and I'm not even going to get into the MA stuff because I think, and as I've said before here on the show, the best thing that can happen for ME is get out of town, see if he can work things out with his family, get whatever conversations going, conversating going, try and keep your life private, see where things are in a year. Um, some things are more important than job. And if if you know if your family structure is is in the crosshairs of that, you know, you can always get another job, you know, just writing the agreement that you don't have to get on somebody's television station to tell them what happened. Just make that in-house. Some free advice right there, brother. But you know, my biggest concern right now with the Celtics going into the season is the unavailability of Robert Williams in the division where Embiid and Giannis and Durant are all sitting. And even even throwing Bam out of bio as well, where while what you have in Al Horford is serviceable, Al Horford, is, and he will get you key and timely blocks and rebounds and so forth. If you told me that, hey, we're going to man up Al Horford on Giannis, I'd be like, oh, Send help, send two over for help, you know. So uh, here's Coach Missoula talking about like, look, what do you do when there are no games, and how do you get ready to understand what you're trying to get the team to do? What has been the point of emphasis in this week between games? Yeah, just a mindset. Like you just, you know, it's not going to be perfect every day, but you have to work. You have to show resilience, and we gotta, you know, we have to begin with the end in mind and we got to understand where we're trying to get to and every day we got to do something you know to get to that yeah so there's gonna have to be some moving pieces consistently yeah you've got brown yeah you've got tatum and there you would hope that you would see increased growth at some point you wonder why isn't malcolm brogdon the starting point guard that's what i've said you know the 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 white and smart thing yeah, you might do that just to get them used to playing with each other on a second team, but, you know, Brogdon needs to be in there as the starting point guard. The, the ability to distribute, to to get his own shot, to, to knock down shots from outside, those were all blaring issues at the point guard position last year. Like, anytime I say that, I think about Marcus Smart taking those shots in Game 7 against Miami thinking, oh my God, this might actually happen. So, with Brogdon, you would feel like if that's Malcolm Brogdon in that situation, the game is totally under control. You know, key shots are hit when they needed to be hit. The ball is moved around. There's not a bunch of iso ball. Um, you've got leadership there with a player who says, you know, look, I know who the superstars are on this team, but I also know how to make sure that the ball gets to them in their right spots, which I've always said that Tatum and Brown uh, can do a lot more damage coming to the rim from the side because they're more likely to get fouled, the hoop and the harm. More things can happen than versus coming up the top of the key where even though Jalen Brown's ball handling skills have gotten much better, it's given the chance, defenses the chance to collapse and get those steals when you're trying to come into the paint from the top of it. Everybody can collapse to the paint. When you're coming from the side, everybody can't collapse to the side. So hopefully with a better point guard play that you will have uh, some, some pieces in play that will allow the Celtics to be a little bit better in that regard. 
But still my concern is, and I've always said this, that with this current team that while Tatum is the MVP, Brown would be MVP 1A, Robert Williams is the MOP. He's the most, well, MIP, the most important player. Why am I thinking of MOP? How about some hardcore? Yeah, we like it raw. Okay. No, he's the most important player because if you look at how the construct of the Eastern Conference is, especially when you look at what how Milwaukee has continued to keep that team big. You know, Brooke Lopez, he's a big that can stretch you out. You've got Giannis who wants to run down the lane and knock everything down in the way like a bowling ball. Then you've got Chris Middleton who's got size, but he's he can shoot from the outside, but if he takes his man to the inside, especially if he's getting he gets caught up on a switch with a two on him, he can now get you to the paint. So there are these fundamentals that Milwaukee has where they're really the two-point game team. They're the mid-range to, to the bucket team where they say, you know what, we're not going to try and shoot a bunch of things from outside because that's where the game is going. We've got these bodies in here that's just going to be absolutely causing havoc if you want to try and come in here or if you want to try and stop it. And that's where Robert Williams comes in. I I do wonder if the Celtics possibly look at, and I don't, I don't even want to say trade just yet because you want to see how things play out. But how do you get a second big body in there that's a little more fluid than Horford, but you don't have to depend on for the scoring to sub Robert Williams? Because if, when Robert Williams comes back, now you're saying, okay, you just can't toss him out there and play him 32, 35 minutes a game. There's still going to have to be some type of minute restriction. So at some point you say, where do you find another big who can come in, maybe supply some points, but definitely provide the defense and can do some things that Robert Williams does, protect the rim, get the fast break going, be another defensive presence. And if they can find that, I can't see how any team in the NBA, at least in the Eastern Conference, could beat the Celtics. I think it would catapult the Celtics forward. But again, finding that player and what would it cost to get that player is something still to be determined. So if I've got like a hierarchy of the top five teams in the East, how I see it starting to play out as the season goes in, number five, I have Miami. Um, While they didn't make a whole lot of moves, probably the best move they didn't make was taking Kyrie Irving um, because they would have been absolutely devastating to the league. Um I, I don't know how much more you're going to get out of Tyler Hero, especially now with a larger contract. I don't know if that means that they expect now a larger role from him. Um, some of their ancillary pieces that they've had, some of them started to fade out. Duncan Robinson you know, really just kind of disappeared towards the end of last year. So I think Miami, in a in a Eastern Conference where everybody's healthy, it really is just kind of the Jimmy Butler show still. Bam Adebayo will give you points on some nights, and other nights he's just going to be cold from 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 the offensive side. I think they're just this team that's kind of landlocked with the pieces that they have. They would have to consider giving up something, but they, you know, probably the two most desirable pieces. If you give them up, then Miami's not even the pitcher. So I put them at five. At number four, the Brooklyn Nets. Um Kevin Durant's a year older and Kyrie Irving has to be completely honed in and focused. And then of course Ben Simmons is the unknown. Uh though he's shown signs of being able to play defense. Um if his if Ben Simmons's con- concentration is on the defensive end and being able to get switches, say at the top of the key, where suddenly there's a five trying to defend him, and he's going to the hole, you're not going to be able to stop him. So I put the Nets at four because they're they've got to figure some things out upstairs, and if it connects, 
they may they may surpass the people and they might be a very tough out in the NBA in the uh, NBA playoffs. At three, I have the Celtics because of the aforementioned Robert Williams being out. Um, they've got good pieces in place. I like what they have on the bench in terms of uh, Sam Hauser. If he can be consistent with hitting that outside shot and can stretch, then you don't feel as bad about Danilo Gallinari not being available right away. So uh, there's some questions that need to be answered, and that's on the bench and in terms of scoring for the Celtics. So I put them at three. I have Milwaukee at two only because Chris Middleton's back, and if he stays healthy, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if the Celtics win that series if they've got Chris Middleton playing for the for the Bucks. So if Chris Middleton stays healthy and all things, you know, like I said, with all these teams, if everybody stays healthy and so forth, Milwaukee's one of those teams that maybe the slight move they make is maybe another bench scorer if the bench scoring doesn't come together like they would want it to, but they would not really have to make too many moves. And right now, the number one team, I think, in the East are the 76ers. Um, I think Joel Embiid and 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 uh, James Harden. Look, I look. I'm not happy about this either. It's, it's hard for me to say it. Uh, like, look, look. I don't. This show doesn't pander. I don't pander. I try to be honest. I don't pander. But I think because Joel Embiid and and James Harden, I think came together mentally and some of their side pieces. Well, that's what Philly is. Nothing but a big side piece. Can I get a yay for that? No, no. Okay. They're dangerous. I mean, you even saw some of the flashes of what they can do as they made their run from like that four or five seed at one time, jumped up to the one seed, and then started having some issues, especially with Embiid's health. And I think the main thing is everything isn't going to be all on Embiid's shoulders like it was last year. So, you know, look. If you have Philly, let's just say at this point, you if you had a the the last four under that, it would be Philly versus the Nets and Milwaukee versus the Celtics to find out who would go to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics would be in a good position going up against Milwaukee, right? Because if Giannis isn't there, they become kind of a ghost, you know. But the Nets and Philly, which it was kind of the series that you kind of would hope to see last year, that Ben Simmons would have to play against them in the series, and they would just kind of beat each other up. You might be able to see it this year. So, uh, Celtics uh, kick off next week, and um, I I cannot wait for Robert Williams to get back. All right, still to come. Bruins were in action tonight. Plus, Patriots getting ready for the Browns. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. The text line three seven ninety three seven. All right, Justin, go ahead and trend, brother. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays two to six. Now here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Patriots quarterback Mac Jones was listed as a limited participant in practice today due to his ankle injury. But according to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, Mac has a, quote, decent chance to play on Sunday. In other Patriots news, Matthew Judon has been named the AFC's Defensive Player of the Week. Judon has six sacks on the season, tied for the league lead. Elsewhere in the NFL, Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams has been charged with a count of misdemeanor assault per the Kansas City Police Department, stemming from the shoving incident against the Chiefs on Monday night. And the Bruins open up their season with a 5-2 win over the Capitals tonight behind a four-point night from David Pasternak, a three-point night from David Krejci in his return, and solid play and goal from Linus Olmark, who totaled 33 saves. 
There was some bad news for the Bruins, though, as forward Jake DeBrusque left the game with an upper body injury. And the divisional rounds for the 2022 MLB playoff roll on tonight, with two games being played tonight, or one of them playing right now, one finishing up about an hour ago. Braves defeated the Phillies 3 to nothing to tie that series at one apiece. And the Dodgers are taking on the Padres right now. And the Dodgers have, they're down 4-3, but they got runners on second and third with one out in the bottom of seven. So making it interesting there in that series 1-0 in favor of the Dodgers. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Late Night with KJ coming up next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. WEEI Late Night. On Boston Sports Original. WEEI. Maybe that Bill covets competition at every single position. And while he knows and you know and every fan who's a right-thinking fan understands that it will be Mac Jones' job when he comes back. To not say anything at all at least gives Mac the belief that maybe i got to be a little bit better when I get back. He kind of likes Zappy. I don't know if it's fire starting or if Bill just dismisses it so out of hand that, you know, it shouldn't even be taken seriously. Think about the situation with Garoppolo and Brady in 2016. At that point, he was into his third year. Bill had lauded his performances, Garoppolo's, over the course of time. And, you know, I think there was a burgeoning conversation then about will Jimmy Garoppolo eventually succeed Tom Brady? I think Brady needed to hear that as much as anybody. And at that juncture in his career, Belichick said, all right, I'll throw him his phone, fine. But I don't know if Mac Jones earns that same bone being thrown to him in his second year. I totally agree. KJ Late Night, WEEI, thank you so much for being here. That's Tommy Curran on Gresham Keith saying, look, the reason why Belichick may not be putting out the fires about, you know, Bailey Zappi wouldn't, you know, is it 100% Mac Jones when he comes back from injury is because, like I've said, iron sharpens iron. And if you need to light a fire under somebody, if you feel like this may motivate them, then absolutely you kind of just keep that stuff to the vest. Because if you tell Mac Jones, oh, no, when he gets back, he's our quarterback, and he hasn't really done anything to say that he's made the position comfortable, 
to get this team to a winning spot. I I wouldn't tell them that either. Make them earn it. Some of the best relationships I've ever I've ever had in my life. They didn't come easy. I had to work for them. I had to compete. I wasn't going to be stupid about it, but I had to compete. That's anybody. Anything worth having is worth working hard for. And not saying that Mac Jones is on his laurels, but you look at the history. Alabama just kind of hung up behind Tua and Hurts. Hurts leaves the next year. Tua gets hurt. He steps in. The team finishes eighth. Tua's little brother is the backup on the team. Then the next year, Tua goes to the pros. Little brother goes to Maryland. Mac, job is yours, and this Bryce Young guy is a freshman. You get to the league. Hey, you come in. Like the the closest that you saw, Mac Jones had to go for to earning something was, hey, you're the rookie, and you're going to be working with the second team, and you wear the red jersey. You know, you didn't start any of the preseason games with the first team. Most of your reps were with the second team, and then suddenly, like I said, because Cam Newton decided he wanted to make a week long doctor's visit, allegedly, the job is yours, Mac. I remember Justin maybe remember this a long time ago. I did one. You just haven't earned it yet, baby. When I was talking about Mac Jones. And was that, that was a parody? Well, it wasn't a song. It was just kind of me talking about like he just hadn't earned it. And that was maybe after the Saints game last year. Like, hey, look, I would have more belief in Mac Jones knowing what a fire is like to be lit under him is Cam Newton going in there and blowing those first two or four games like last year. Where they start one and three, with the Patriots start one and three after four games last year. Could have gotten that out of Cam Newton, but it would have had Mac working hard. Do you really want this? You can go get it. Go prove that you can beat out a declining all pro former MVP in season with a real play. Because again, when you're getting in there playing against the second team, you know, second, third team people in the in in the preseason, you're not seeing full speed live action guys. No, some people say, well, you didn't want to show everything that Mac could do. Well, here we are 20 games in, and guess what? Everybody can see it. Is it the worst? No. Is it pedestrian? Absolutely. Pedestrian. And that's why people are having this zappy fever, not because, not because, look, if Mac comes back and he has the job, that's great. But you know what? You know what starts up? Zappy wasn't doing that. Does Mac really want this? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And I don't want to make it seem like it's a knock on Mac Jones, but it's almost kind of like, look, everybody was, the crown prince is here. You know, doing the gritty at the all, at the, uh, at the, oh, the pro bowl. Yeah. On a play that was whistled dead, by the way. You know, like, it's almost kind of like, hey, can can we see the improvement on the field where the mistakes that are obvious to everybody, those need to be correct. Those should have been corrected before this year started. You know, the screaming, I forgot the interception, was it against Baltimore where he comes back to the bench screaming, cover four, cover four? How about you throw it out of the back of the end zone? <laughs> like, play, play for another down, son. So there are some things that people feel like, hey, Bailey Zappi just feels a lot more comfortable in whatever the system is. We've had big conversations all throughout the preseason of what is and what isn't the system and who's the offensive coordinator and who's going to call plays. None of these guys have ever done offense. All that stuff still applies. But I would ask, would you rather not have, at least in this situation, 
a health, a fully healthy Mac Jones because that's the other thing. You wouldn't want Mac Jones to try and rush himself back because of the noise. You wouldn't. Because if he's not fully healthy, then he's not going to be better with the productivity. It's the, the one in the one goes in the hand with the other. I'd rather have him back fully healthy and ready to go maybe after the bye if that's what it takes. And if you say after the bye that you give him a whole week during the bye, you can disguise it by splitting the reps, but you know that Mac is going to be your starter because he knows this information. And maybe you crank it up then. Give him kind of a fresh start to because that, that second half of the season, brutal. And you may not necessarily want to put Bailey Zappi back through, through that, the Buffalo ringer twice. You know, Thanksgiving night at Vegas. Well, that doesn't seem as bad of a game now. I'll get into Josh McDaniels here in a few. But here's Ross Tucker or Maloney Fourier and Mego talking about, look, is there pressure being put on Mac by Zappi? Well, I don't think there's any. I mean, I think he'll probably feel that way, but I don't think the Patriots should feel that way at all, obviously, right? Like, if you're the Patriots, you absolutely let Mac now get that thing, get all the way back, especially since, his mobility and moving had become a decent part of his game, right? You absolutely need to get him in a position where he's 100% because Zappi has shown that he's good enough and can hold down the fort. So I think Mac Jones will be battling to come back. I think the Patriots should be smart to make sure he can really push off that ankle and really be athletic and make some plays with his legs like he had done. I think what the more interesting thing is, I think there's a great chance the Patriots beat the Browns. So then what gets really interesting is I don't think there's pressure on Mac like his job. They took him in the first round for a reason. But it's similar to the Cowboys with Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. It's not like there's pressure on these guys to win or they'll lose their job. But it's still a bad look, right? Like if if Zappi and the Patriots beat the Browns and then Mac comes back and they lose, then we start having some serious questions. Then people are like, oh, wait a minute here. That's the same thing. If the Cowboys try to bring Dak back Sunday night against the Eagles and the Eagles beat them, people are going to point yeah. out the fact that Cooper Rush has never lost the game. Yeah. that That's the part that I hope people would understand. I, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of like the old beer commercial. Tastes great, less filling, tastes great. I mean, both can be true. It can taste great and be less filling. And that's the person who gets booed, right? Like the non-pandering guy. Can't we all get along? But yeah, Zappy can be good and serviceable, and Matt can still be the quarterback of the Patriots. I would just say that, well, good for the Patriots because they've discovered something potentially in a solid number two. Again, as Tommy Curran had said earlier, look, the Jimmy G to Brady comparison, you can't even apply here because the Brady in this scenario is pretty mediocre, right? We're not talking about the greatest all time. We're not talking about an all decade quarterback. We're not talking about like, hey, you know, runner up MVP, maybe a Super Bowl or two as the quarterback. We're talking about a second year guy who's learning a new system, who's trying to find his way in this league. And by chance, a guy who comes in only a year after him seems to be picking up things pretty quick as well. Um, Here's more of Tommy Curran in terms of the defense and how he doesn't think is as good as being advertised. At least it is more malleable than last year's defense. 
You know, the defense, it's, that would, if that did happen, Rich, that would be the third year out of four. Yeah. 19 was the same exact thing. Absolute swan dive after the 8-0 start defensively. So mm-hmm. at least they've addressed, I think, what they believe to be the reasons that they would stagnate. Because they weren't athletic enough. Mm-hmm. They weren't fast enough. So we're seeing that speed right now, but whether it carries over or not remains to be seen. But early on in the season last year, they even got shredded by Davis Mills. They had records set on them by the Dallas Cowboys. The only decent offense they shut down was Tampa Bay, and I think that a lot of that had to do with understanding what Brady wouldn't like to see. And they were great against the Chargers. Other than that, all of those games were against flawed teams. So I at least think that they're faster. I think they have a more balanced secondary, and we're seeing a better pass rush. So to me, I think there's a shot at being an improved defense down the stretch, which is what they have to be. Well, well but that's what they had to improve on, right? That, that Justin, I was saying this a couple of months ago. Patriots defense has to be able to break that that front four, that front seven has to be better at getting to the backfield to the quarterback. They're doing that. I mean, Judon was already doing what he needed to do, but he's not a man. He can't do it by himself. You're going to need something to break up the ice. Just can't always come with the sledgehammer and everybody else is standing still. So the Patriots did that. I said they also had to get younger as you went further back in the defense. I said, you know, look, as you go further back in the defense from the line to the linebackers back to the defensive backs, the Patriots got older. Said they needed to get younger. They've done that. And I said by them getting younger, there would be speed available and wisdom also available that can come in in key situations where last year the wisdom had to be there and there was no speed. They've done that. I've also said I do not believe the Patriots are going to be a top-two defense like they were last year in the AFC. Top 10, they could get there. Are they there yet? No. Will there be chances to show they can do that? Absolutely, now with the quarterback play. For the team, this is a team that has to, has to now be the alpha male in everything, right? The conversation to start the season was, hey, this whole season for the Patriots is about the development of Mac Jones. You know what the conversation is right now? The defense We need you to be the alpha male of everything going on right here, right now. So that way the Bailey Zappi story doesn't come off as a complete disaster because Mac was struggling. He was struggling. Now, some of it was the line. You know, sometimes he did look well. This is not a complete bash. I'm pulling Orlovsky. Not to diss. No. But look, offensive line played a part, part too, but Mac's decision making on his own played a big part as well. And so the Patriots this weekend against the Browns, my biggest concern is because Damian Harris is out. What's the second head for the running game behind Ramondre Stevenson? What if Ramondre Stevenson has a tweaked ankle and has to be out for a few plays? How much does that change the offense and what they want to do? That's where I wouldn't want to see a Bailey Zappies and shotgun going four wide. No. That's that's the concern. Is Damian Harris missing? Could be the X factor in all of this. All right, some notes around the league. It's just 
Justin reported it in in trending about how um, Devontae Adams has now been charged with assault by a photographer after the game Monday night where he's leaving the field. And I watched the video because it's interesting. I think I heard the word whiplash become associated. I'm like, did he really do the whole my, my neck and my back, my back and my, oh, my neck and my back, my back and my neck. Oh, it feels like a $300 million chiropractic job. You know what I related it to is you ever see, like in the World Series, you might see these on old film. They don't do it anymore now because they, they, they're very good about not, not letting people on the field. But if you remember some World Series when players are all trying to run to get off of the field because people are on the field, you're knocking people out of the way to get to where you're going. I think there's kind of a field of play representation that each player has. Now, if he taken his arms and just threw him down to the ground, then yet I think that's an assault. But if he's pushing him out of the way because he's trying to make his way to the locker room or feels like he is being impeded, you know, did the guy take a picture? Right? Because there's a question of like, if he's there to take a picture and he attempted to take a picture and he had the right to take a picture and Devontae Adam pushed him out of the way, then now you're getting in the way of his job performance. And there'll probably be some settlement off of that. But if you didn't take a picture and attempt to take a picture or weren't holding a camera or you were just standing there, what, 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 why were you just standing there? And it, and you weren't laying on the ground. Look, if anything, people are watching at football games these days or people are, are they really, really hurt. So I wonder if they're going to use some of those, those eye in the skies to see, like, did you get up and talk to somebody? I saw a person, they offered their hand to help you up. But it seems like you got right back up, and if you had whiplash and a neck injury, you stay down, dummy. Stay down. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, right? So this is kind of all part of the narrative of Tua, who is starting to do light practices but is not going to play at all against the Vikings. I could, I predicted that a couple weeks ago. You'll probably see him October 30th against the Jets. Um, Teddy Bridgewater knocked out of last week's game on the first play. Uh, Eye in the Sky caught him kind of you know, stammering. Determined that he had a concussion. He's gone through protocols. Now, I don't see anything that says that he's completely cleared protocols, but he will be the backup to rookie Skylar Thompson <laughs> for the for the Dolphins. If you want to talk about how a narrative can change so quick in the NFL, think about what the conversation was about the Dolphins after that Bills victory. Dolphins are definitely going to be probably one of these teams that gets in to the playoffs, the AFC West isn't as, it's not going to be, you might have two bad teams there versus thinking you had three good teams. Now Miami's in trouble all the way through. Speaking of the Bills, big rematch with the Chiefs. Um, yeah, here's the thing about Buffalo. I think they need to lose key games. I mean, Justin, was there a, was there a greater video that turned into a gif than Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator for the Bills, absolutely losing his mind against the Ravens where he's just slamming his papers and then knocks off the camera at the end of the game. That was impressive. It that was, was impre- impressive that he just flipped a switch like that. But you know what? That's so Buffalo. And it was also like, it was the Dolphins game. So it was what, week three? Three. Week three. Right. And he was throwing a fit like that. I thought it was I thought it was impressive. I love the right. enthusiasm. Right. Uh, you know, imagine when they, you know, yeah, imagine when they start seeing a, a Chiefs team without a Tyreek Hill out there and beating them. 
right? Because remember, this is this is the game that the Bills were able to go to the league and ask for a rule change. Can you change the rule? It's not fair. I want to take the ball home too. Maybe stop somebody on defense. Maybe that's how you, you know. So literally, the Bills are kind of that spoiled, petulant child that the league kind of want to wants to pull for. And I get it. They're in a super small market. You know, Canada's more it's more exciting to be at Niagara Falls than it is to be in Buffalo proper. And they want a small, small place to be able to have some type of, I don't know, identity. That's what it is. I mean, but here's the thing I won't knock about Buffalo Bills fans. They haven't forsaken OJ. They haven't, like, cast the, they haven't tossed him to the side like people are doing Kanye now. Like, they somehow they brought OJ Simpson back in the fold. I'm thinking that's that's very bold. I, I actually respect that. that. That move's a bit gangster. But other than that, man, I mean, the fan base is just, they're, they're flimsy as copy paper from the 80s. Like, oh, gosh. And if they lose to the Chiefs on the road and they're favored, I'll just say this. I know the booths at, at, at Arrowhead, I've actually been there. You know, Justin, we're talking last hour, different stadiums you'd like to go to. I've been to Arrowhead, and I'm sure they've probably done some updates, but it's an older stadium. That was another one that I was thinking after I, I was like, I forgot Arrowhead, but that's that's another one because that's another yeah. one gets really loud, like Seattle. Yeah, yeah it, the place literally rocks. Like, I don't mean like as in rock and roll. I mean like it rocks. Like you can feel the place move. So, yeah, I, I, it's going to be it's good. That's probably going to be the game of the week. That's going to be the game of the week to watch all the way through. I don't know if it's going to have the same oomph as the AFC Championship game did um, last year. I mean, some no, people say that's no, the, like AF- the best. The, the was, semifinal, yeah. That was the best. It was the divisional, and some people the say divisional, that's, yeah. the, that's the game, like the best game they've ever watched. Yeah, it's up there for sure. That is for sure. Um, Josh McDaniels is in trouble. One in four. They have a bye week. It's probably the best thing for him, but I think they're I think they're starting to bide his time there. Keep an eye on week nine when the Raiders play at Jacksonville. They lose that game. You can go ahead and start the analog clock on, on Josh McDaniels in Vegas. I think they'll determine already that he's overwhelmed. Now he'll finish the season, but also keep an eye to see if the Raiders get assigned a Thanksgiving game next year. Thanksgiving game is also, like, there are now two dates that one can get fired. That's after Thanksgiving game, because you know that happened to the guy in Chicago, Nagy in Chicago, remember that? (laughs) Everybody flew back home and was like, oh, you need a separate ticket to get back or wherever you're going. That coaches now will get fired at Thanksgiving before, what is it, Black Monday that happens at the end of the season. So they may give Josh McDaniels 25 games to get it right. Hello, Sean Payton. <laughs> All right. We wrap up WEEI late night here next. We'll talk a little Bruins. Plus, um, yeah, the, uh, uh, an icon passed away. I can't believe it. That's next. You're on WEEI. Thanks for hanging out. The exclusive home for Patriots Monday and Friday. WEEI. 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 New England Sports Original. W-E-E-I Late Night on W-E-E-I Boston Sports Original Yeah Late Night W-E-E-I It's KJ Boy, people are going crazy Blink-182 are going to reform and hit the road There's a whole set of millennials in the room saying, oh my gosh, remember we always stand around in a circle and listen to Blink-182 together? Okay, I won't describe what was inside of the circle, but 
You know, it's interesting. People put out these lists, you know, when you get big news, like a big artist is coming back out. You're like, oh, man, here are the best songs from them ever. And then they start mentioning songs that, like, only five people really know. Like, you know, you, you ever notice that just they do, like, the flex to prove that they are the biggest fan of the band? Like I know, I'm a, like, nothing. Right. Well, you know, my whole thing is, like, I miss you, all the small things. What's my age again? Like, if that's not in your list, why the flex, bro? Like, you know, like, like why, why are those not? Those are their biggest songs, and they're not in your list because you want to show your flex of how well you know. It's like, I, I don't know, like, I'm a huge Led Zeppelin guy. If I sat there and said to you, like, hey, man, like, if there's one Led Zeppelin song, you say, like, the fine Zeppelin, and that's your group. I'm not going to sit here and tell you T for one or Hots for Nowhere or Carousalumba. No. You know, you, you got to hit the stairways. You got to say rock and roll. You got to put cashmere in there. Then you start showing a bit of flex. You come with the flex right away. Oh, man, there's nothing greater than T for one. <laughs> the flex. It's amazing. Hey, Bruins look good tonight against the Capitals. They went 5-2, up 2-0 in the first period. If you remember me talking last night about, like, look, if if the Bruins can get up in that first period, they can be very unstoppable. It's just when they're trailing after one and two, that's the issue. Get a third goal against the three-two in the third period. Pasta scores the defining goal. The last goal ends up being a, a, a empty netter. But the big story is Jake DeBrusque went out of the game. If you hear lower back injury, then I, I do wonder if the C word is being passed around in the NHL saying, look, we can't necessarily disguise this because if they're watching the NFL, believe you me, they're watching us as well. So hopefully Jake DeBrusque is okay and can get back on the ice because um, while I mean, Crutchy came back, like what talk about time in the box, right? Crutchy comes back, gets a goal. Like, how you been? How is it over in Europe, man? Welcome back. You haven't missed a step in the NHL. So it's good celebratory stuff now, but remember the Bruins are like the fifth oldest team in the NHL the Capitals are older. And so, you know, you can't wait for Marshawn to get back. That's going to help when uh, 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 Coyle gets, uh, uh, McAvoy gets back. Um, so, you know, you, you're kind of waiting for some of the other troops to get here come December, early December, and that's going to help. Uh, but once you start getting into the, the, you know, to the late winter, spring months, it's going to have to be some of the younger guys to step it up. And I guess the answer to, uh, Coach Montgomery's question of, do you know who your goaltender is? It's not going to be my alma mater guy. So uh, it was Olmark tonight. It wasn't Jerry Swayman. So I, I don't know how long that will be, though. Um, but it'll be pretty interesting. So 5-2 getting to victory tonight on the road. That's going to be key because I, I said the Capitals, the Bruins, the Penguins, the Islanders, um, probably going to be one of those teams, going to be some of those teams in the fight for those two wild card spots, just in calling it what it is. Um. Yeah. So look, man, Justin, it's a kind of sad news. Angela Lansbury passed away. Now you're like, who is Angela Lansbury? It was a TV show called Murder She Wrote, and let's put it this way: it's it, it's an old show. It was an old show when it came out. Like you know, this was like, okay, what's grandma doing? She's watching Murder She Wrote. Like here are some names of some old. Like you, know, you hear people talk about these television shows. You're like, these people might be crypt age. Uh, Murder She Wrote. That that's old show. Touched by an angel. You can smell the liniment right now. Matlock. Get me my cookies and milk and Matlock is on. Judge Judy. <laughs> you hey, know, I you, watched that one. You watch Judge Judy? I do. I love watching that with my grandmother. That's awesome. <laughs> well, there you go. There's See, there's the primary. Your grandmother watches Judge Judy. 
you're a good grandson to watch it with her. And of course, who could forget 60 minutes? <laughs> now, I only know that one because it's after the four o'clock games you're right. on NFL well, on CBS. It's right, always exactly. like 60 minutes right now, after, except on the up, West Coast. Because you, you never have a young person say, now coming up next, 60 minutes, it's up next in 60 minutes. It's the same. <laughs> it's been the same guy for years with the clock ticking in the background. All right. It's an analog clock, and everybody's got a clock on the phone. That should tell you how old that thing is. Um, so, Justin, you've heard me talk about my adult daughter has a birthday coming up. Oh, yeah, playing the murder she wrote. That's the murder she wrote like a whole nother culture of people know. Murder she wrote like the Shaka Demon song that she died? No. But that's where the song is based off. Look, I don't laugh, Justin, but the birthday party dinner for my daughter has ballooned from 7 to 24. Oh, wow. And and I think you know why it's ballooned so high is because I think they believe that I'm going to pay for everybody. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, you yeah, gotta hope you gotta hope that parlay hits then. I, I don't have to hope anything, but I, you know, but would it be wrong for me to have my phone in my hand watching the second half of Alabama Tennessee at the table? I've got to put myself. I've got to put myself next to people who won't snitch. So I'm thinking my girlfriend, my 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 daughter's boyfriend on one side, and maybe my 11 year old on the other side, and nobody can tell. Have a great night, Justin. Thank you again. Remember at Twitter at W E E I at K J Carson. Instagram at KJ Carson IG. Talk to you again next Tuesday. Yet yeah, next Tuesday. So enjoy your week. <laughs> See you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 